Welcome to the My Crazy Office podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work, Kathy Elster and Catherine Crowley. They're committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Catherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. Today we're going to examine the issue of preventing burnout in high-performing staff. Mm. We'll start with a question from someone who is so good at her job that she's drowning in work. <laughs> During the second part of the podcast, we'll consider how managers can protect their stellar employees from working too hard and burning out. Yeah, this is such a classic challenge, organizational challenge. The best workers are often assigned too much work because they can be trusted to do a great job and then they burn out. Mm -hmm. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Logan, what's our question? I work in development for an organization that I really believe in. I have successfully raised money for a lot of our grantees, and as a result, they only want to work with me. While this is flattering, I am now by far the busiest person in my department. I'm literally drowning in work. What should I do? You know, it's it, on one hand, you should be very flattered, and the other hand, mm -hmm. it's not easy to deal with this. No. I mean, I think you have to get an assistant. Mm. Right? I think you need somebody who you can train uh -huh. and work specifically with you. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they'd allow that. Right. Or the other thing would be to train some of your colleagues or coworkers to do the work that you're being asked to do. Mm -hmm. Right. In some way, you have to set a boundary. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, if you have a coworker that you feel can handle that and, and learn w what your method is, mm -hmm. that would be great. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you're leading yourself into leading this department or leading a division within this department. Uh -huh. And you should look at it that way. I mean, if you're the person that um, gets most of the business within your department, mm -hmm. right. you know, there, there's something happening there. It could um, be their personality too. I mean, well, they're raising the money, right? So, raising money is really how you um, know how to write grants, right? And this is somebody that knows how to position things so that it it raises money. They right. they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I would be leery if they wanted you to start training everyone to do it your way because then th this is something you developed. Right. Unless they trained you to do that. Then, of course, you pass it on. But if it's something you developed or you came in knowing, mm -hmm. I think you should ask for more money mm -hmm. and you should ask for an assistant, mm -hmm. someone who works specifically for you. And then when you run the department or you <laughs> leave, you have somebody to replace you. Right. So that's a, that's a longer range plan, mm -hmm. right? What do you do in the short term? No, I think you can ask for more money and an assistant immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And if they're up for it, great. And if not, then you start looking for another job or you, yeah. I mean, I think the tricky thing of that is that you, there, well, you have to start saying no then. Right. Right. That's what right. I'm thinking. That's right. The other right. side of the coin. You have to say, well, then I, I can only do 50% of this work. So right. I don't know who you're going to assign to it, but, and, and also I wouldn't want to be the person that has to tell 
such and such client. Yeah, that, that they can't take it on, that your boss is going to have to be the one responsible for saying, well, I'm, I'm assigning it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, so I think mm-hmm. you have to put your boss in that situation. Right. To support you. I mean, this is a time to really advocate for yourself. It's only when you're, you're put in this position by the clients. Mm-hmm. The clients are basically telling, you know, the department what has to happen. I would use it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would use it to negotiate what it is you need. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it starts with saying this is too much, admitting that it's too much for you, and deciding that you want you want a better experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think Kathy, you're saying that you have to appreciate also the specific talent and skill that you're bringing to the situation. Mm-hmm. It, which is why instead of just training everyone in your technique, you're actually asking for an assistant who can help you with the workload. And I would ask for a promotion or a raise at that moment too Mm -hmm. and say, I'm really willing to work hard, but I believe that I should be fairly paid, compensated for this. Yeah. I think part of it too is you probably have to do a little research about how many of the grants you're working on right now or what amount, you know, relative to the other Mm. employees really come with the data about mm-hmm. your workload, mm-hmm. right? right? Or your right. caseload. I don't know what, right. what you call yeah, it. Yeah, don't let them take advantage of you because mm-hmm. they will if you allow it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they'll think, oh, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's now is your opportunity to ask for what you need. Right. Mm-hmm. Make a portfolio, a mm-hmm. PowerPoint. This is how much I've, I've, you know, how much money I've brought in and from who. and mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. I think the important distinction you're making is that you, this individual needs to make the case. You can't wait for your boss to say, wait, you need help. You know? Right, Or you right. look very tired. Let's get you some help. No, you have to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a rare boss who will step up to the plate. But right. mm-hmm. um, I think you have, to, you have to take this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's happened to me where, you know, I'll be the busiest one in a company mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and I, I did go ask for things and I got them. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't, and There's they don't a want a certain to... amount of leverage, right? Of I mean, clearly you're doing, <laughs> of course, or they'll make a well. promise. I can do it in six months or I can do it in a year. Maybe it wasn't enough. Mm. You know, you may have to leave, but you, you have to go ask for it. You're in a position now to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this particular thing, since it's development, is literally you're bringing in the money. Right. right. So <laughs> if, you're the set, if you're a top revenue generator, you, have, right. you, you have need pull. more revenue. Right. No, but you right. have pull. I mean, you're mm-hmm. critical to the success of an organization mm-hmm. if you can do that. Yeah. So you're in a more powerful position than you know. Yeah. Mm. That's what mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't go your way, that's another story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have to look at that. Um, Still, yeah. with that portfolio you make, you can send it somewhere else. And in the interview, say, look, this is <laughs> well, where I work. This is how much I made for them there. I wouldn't and give up. You know, like, don't leave too quickly. Because yeah. if you're right. successful there, you may not be as successful in another institution. Mm. Maybe the people you fund can get together and do something for you oh, also. That's, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. So we'll have to see. That would be phase two. Yeah. If phase mm-hmm. one doesn't work with your manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you said it because I just met someone who was doing uh, development for a not-for-profit, and then one of the people for whom she was writing grants poached her mm-hmm. and uh-huh. said, yeah, 
like we see the quality of the work you do and we want you mm. and they're and paying her twice mm-hmm. the amount and yeah she's a much higher title Good for her. so so yeah. yeah you may want to see how you can parlay your experience into mm-hmm. more opportunities yeah, yeah i mean success breeds success so go for it mm-hmm. right right Anything else on that? No, let's look at it from the manager's perspective. Yeah, so what do you do if um, you have some stellar employee like this person we're talking about, Mm -hmm. uh, they're the highest producer in your department, how do you protect this person from burning out? And I hope you all do. Mm. I think many managers... think the person brought it on themselves or there's nothing they can do. And there may be some truth to that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's your responsibility as a manager to make sure that you take care of your people. So if someone right. is really good and they're approaching burnout, mm-hmm. you have to immediately reduce their workload mm-hmm. and, uh, and make them take vacations and make them take better care of themselves. You know, right. I've seen organizations, you know, send them to the doctor and get, get, get them <laughs> wow. some, like extra health care. And I mean, I remember someone did this and, yeah. you know, really go out of their way because that's sometimes the characteristic of a stellar employee is that they work till they drop. So mm-hmm. I think it's your responsibility to watch that and make and protect them. If they need assistance, uh, make sure you get them some kind of an assistance. And um, it's not always money. Sometimes it's money, but it's not always money. It's that they have to learn better boundaries mm-hmm. and they have to duplicate themselves and you have to help them do that. Well, I right. think the other thing is you have to be careful not to enable their yeah. tendencies, right? Because for a manager, it can be very tempting to give your most competent employee the bulk of the work. And Absolutely. even you can have that person do half the job of the least competent employee <laughs> yeah. right? without, because you're like, oh, I can't get rid of this person, but right. maybe, Ooh. you know, this other person can compensate for them. So right. I think as a manager, part of it is really being a fair um, distributor of work yourself. And if Mm -hmm. you have, it may also require that you deal with your problem employees instead of defaulting to your superhero. Right. What do you think of that? Well, I think you're bringing up a really good point. And I have seen it very recently with a client Mm -hmm. where um, she does take advantage. Mm -hmm. The CEO um, does take advantage of her top employee. Mm -hmm. And this person is burning out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, is probably going to end up leaving sooner than later. Right. And so that was not a good use of their time. And I've brought right. it up many, many times and said, this person's burning out. You need to do something. And they don't. Mm. You know, they yeah. encourage. They do encourage time off. But yeah. you have to just force it. You have to really be hands-on um, and enforce it and protect this person. You really have to protect them yeah. until they develop the good habits themselves. Right. Right. And maybe teach them. Like you also, it's interesting because I'm thinking about, I remember working with a particular, we did an executive coaching with someone who was kind of a workaholic herself and had a very hard time encouraging staff to take care of themselves, mm-hmm. right? So uh. you kind of have to model healthy behavior as well. Mm-hmm. So we're asking you to model healthy behavior, protect your staff, and be a fair manager. How about that? Yeah, it's enough. But you know, <laughs> easy peasy. I, but I've seen selfish managers that are happy to have somebody who would take a lot of the work off their plate. Yes. And they do burn out people. Yes. Um, mm. So yeah. be aware of that. That yeah. um, you know, you have to work as hard too. You should be a better example. Right. <laughs> so we're wagging that. our fingers on yeah, this one. Yeah, we're getting mean now. So I'm going to end this. 
That's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, please tweet us at AskK2. Also, follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. If you want to receive our weekly podcast email, text us at 228-28 and type in MyCrazyOffice. That's all one word, MyCrazyOffice at 228-28. And finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at MyCrazyOffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy. <laughs>